G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, really, we're only just a few weeks out from the announcement of the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. Those awards will be announced on the 16th of August in Melbourne. Michael Colley's back with us. He's the awards organiser and the national director of Spark Lit. And we're going to talk uh, through a few issues about Christian writing in Australia. Michael Colley, welcome back to 2020. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Michael, 30 years history of the awards now, and this year you've got perhaps what is the strongest field of contenders for the Christian Book of the Year Award. Uh, How do you describe just how things are going with the strength of Australian Christian writing? Well, we we received 74 entries this year, and that's more than I can remember uh, having to process. So it's uh, uh, numbers alone, it's, um, it's... very encouraging, but it's not just numbers, it's quality. And uh, we have a short list of 10 books, but really if you limit, eliminated those 10, there'd be another respectable short list of 10 books in the, in the books we receive. Let me mention titles and authors uh, on the short list. Mr. Eternity, The Story of Arthur Stace by Roy Williams and Elizabeth Myers. You've got The Bedura Effect by E.P. George. Pathways, Local Mission for All Kinds of Churches by Ken Morgan. You've got Martin Luther, A Wild Boar in the Lord's Vineyard by Mark Worthing. Then there's The Frog and the Fish, Reflections on Work, Sex, Technology, Stuff, Truth and Happiness by Chris Parker. Jesus the Game Changer, The Book of the Series, Carl Fays with George Marriott and Jane Fays. A Doubter's Guide to Jesus, An Introduction to the Man from Nazareth for Believers and Skeptics by John Dixon. Known by God, A Biblical Theology of Personal Identity by Brian Rosner. The Bible in Australia, A Cultural History by Meredith Lake. The Glue, Relationship as the Connection for Effective Youth Ministry by Mike Stevens. So uh, a pretty fabulous lineup, and, you know, well-qualified people and people who've got something to say. Uh, that's important when you're talking about books because you want them to be influential, Michael. Yeah, you're certainly right about being well-qualified. We have uh, John Dixon, uh, one of the world's great Christian uh, apologists, uh, we also have people like uh, Professor Mark Worthing, um, who's also an expert on the Reformation, uh, writing about jo- uh, Martin Luther. Uh, we have people with uh, pastors with experience um, in youth work, uh, working in parishes, um, and uh, Brian Rosner, who's um, written about uh, identity, and that's a subject he's been thinking about for a long time. So yes, it's people who uh, are speaking from experience, and, and also speaking um, 
with with the authority not just experience but also research reading it's great one of the great benefits of having a christian book of the year awards is that it gives some level of profile to our australian authors because throughout the world there's lots of christian books and sometimes very easy and i'll get your comment michael but it's very easy to get lost in the crowd when it comes to christian books and uh, the authors who are writing them that's right. Uh, as I often point out, if you go to a Christian bookshop, uh, you'll be hard-pressed to, uh, in, in the avalanche of imported books, you'll be hard-pressed to find uh, local writers. But uh, when we, uh, with our call for entries, uh, we have on, um, in one place at one time, on my desk, uh, a collection of books, and it's, uh, it's really encouraging to see um, the volume and quality of writing. Uh, this is not... Uh, by Australia campaign. These are books which will hold their own anywhere in the world, in any audience, in any uh, marketplace. So, uh, yeah, it's very encouraging. Michael, what do you glean from understanding the sort of content that people are writing about? Because, as I understand it, there's been a strong trend over the past decade or so uh, in this area of apologetics, uh, these sorts of books that might be a defence for our faith. Is that a trend that you see increasing? Yes, and I think it's a good trend. I think that um, because our society is becoming uh, a little more hostile uh, and even perhaps Christophobic, um, it means that uh, Christian writers have to be uh, much sharper. And I think that uh, when we're part of the uh, dominant um, culture, uh, I think this, that makes us lazy. And uh, so I think that uh, the changing, um, like, you know, being you know, Christians increasingly unfashionable, um, I think that's going to improve our writing. And when you make that reflection about what people are writing about, uh, it's all very well to look at the 10 books that are on the short list. But when you consider the 70 plus that you've had as uh, potential entrance into this year's awards is that the trend there as well when it comes to to books it's uh, apologetics writing it's not so much uh, you know fiction writing um we have there have been a number of novels and uh, i encourage uh, novelists to enter the award i'd love to see a novel christian novel take the australian christian book of the year award uh, at some time so i we encourage that um, there's perhaps not a, not so much right fiction writing as I'd like to see. Uh, I think Christians are often suspicious of fiction. Some certainly are. Um, but whereas uh, I guess they think fiction's um, by nature lies. But in fact, uh, fiction is a great way of um, speaking the truth. And uh, as Jesus taught us, um, the parables were um, was fiction. They were the stories he made up. Um, to make a point, and uh, so I think uh, um, I, I'd like to I'd like to encourage um, people to write um, fiction as Christians. And Michael, over the thirty years, the award has become prestigious. Uh, is it useful to wear the Australian Christian Book of the Year award as a bit of a badge of honour if you're breaking into overseas markets? I'd like to think the award was prestigious. Um, our aim is to increase the appetite for. Uh, writing by Australian Christians um, but as I've said before it's uh, the competition from the United States especially is so strong um, 
being written by an Australian is not necessarily a selling point. And in fact, I think Australian Christians generally um, suffer from a cultural cringe. I think uh, we often prefer uh, books that are written um, by celebrities um, elsewhere. So it's, um, I think local authors don't get the credit um, that's due to them. Um, and I think that's partly because uh, we have a we have a problem. We, um, I think it's a cultural cringe, and um, we're trying to do something about that. Well, honour to you for endeavouring to make that change, because it's not only the recognition of senior writers, the best writers we have in the nation, but you've also got a bunch of very encouraging awards that are for the young Australian Christian writer and the Australian Christian teen writer. Now, no doubt that's all about encouraging the next generation of great writers in Australia. That's exactly right. And uh, um, as I've pointed out, I think uh, the Badura effect, which is a novel, uh, which is uh, on the shortlist, has been shortlisted for the Australian Christian Book of the Year. The manuscript for that book actually won the author the last year's prize, uh, the Young Australian Christian Writer Award. Um, so, yes, we do have a, a good record, especially with that award of uh, encouraging young writers to write, and um, uh, as often as not, their manuscripts are published within two years of having received that award. So... The bar we set for that award is that uh, the, the manuscript be publishable, uh, and uh, in many cases that's proved to be the case. Uh, well, some will be almost holding their breath in eager anticipation of the announcement of the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards. Now, they're coming up on the 16th of August in Melbourne. Give us a little rundown, the nuts and bolts again. Uh, where is the venue for the awards? Is it invitation only, or can you, in fact, buy a ticket to go along? It's a public award. You can buy tickets on the Sparklet website, and uh, or you can ring ring us with a with your credit card in your hand and uh, we'll sell you a ticket. It's a public event. We uh, would love to see anyone who's interested in books and writing. It's an exciting event. We'll have a speaker from Ethiopia. We'll have uh, live music. It's a great night out. It's in Melbourne. It's at uh, St. Alfred's Anglican Church in Blackburn North. Uh, 7.30 for an 8 o'clock start on the 16th of August. Well, let me encourage listeners and perhaps those who are around Melbourne area that you can go onto the Spark Lit website. Simply Google Spark Lit, S-P-A-R-K-L-I-T, or you can Google the Australian Christian Book of the Year Awards and you can book yourself a ticket and be a part of that great event coming up on the 16th of August. Michael Colley is the awards organiser and the national director of Spark Lit. Michael, thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.